Random Art Tips and Rambles with Rafi. Hola, you amazing artists. It's Rafi. And welcome to the studio today. Today, I'm going to attempt to answer the question, what is the art world? And how do we as artists fit into the art world in the way that it is? For some, not all, I think that there is a confusion when it comes to them understanding their place in what most people call the art world. And I think that the confusion comes because there is a misunderstanding of exactly what the the art world is, right? And admittedly, this is a cluster fudge of a subject and one that I talk about in my book, The Rogue Artist Survival Guide, but I've avoided doing any kind of video or podcast because some people get offended uh, when it comes to my point of view. But, you know, I've never let that stop me before. So, you know, why start letting it stop me now? So where to start? Uh, Okay. The most talked about side of the art world, when we hear anything about the art world in the mainstream press and newspapers and things like that, usually hear about uh, big art collectors dropping millions of dollars on art, right? And that's because that's all newsworthy. First off, people are fascinated uh, by arguing about the value of things. So when a piece of $10 canvas with some ground up pigment adhered to it sells for over a million dollars, people consider that newsworthy. Throw the mystery of art into the mix, the whole uh, mystery of why it is that there are artists and the way that artists fit into society, which for most of society, they can't even agree on whether or not art has a value or not. Uh, Then the mystery becomes even bigger and then it becomes even more newsworthy. In a lot of these places, a lot of the things that you see on the news are the art auction houses, mega dollar art dealers, top artists mingling with socialites and some kind of scandal, Uh, lost to the ages art that was found in some attic and it's actually worth a million dollars. Immediately we ask, how much is it worth? When somebody finds something at a flea market or somebody finds something in a suitcase or in an attic, the immediately the first thing that we want to know is how much it's worth, right? Because we apply value in a monetary sense. And like Pavlov's dogs, we find something rare and exclaim, that's old. It must be worth something. Now, why am I talking about money when I'm supposed to be talking about what the art world is? And the reason is because a lot of what we know about the art world, a lot of what we know about society, unfortunately, revolves around value that is based on how much money something is worth or how much money uh, uh, somebody has or how much money the entire structure of society kind of forms around that. You have different tiers and different layers of a social economic status based on money and the way that you see people. You see people as poor, uh, middle class, upper middle class, lower middle class, rich, wealthy, uh, elite. So it's interesting because all these labels revolve around money. And in that art world that gets advertised to us, it's not actually the art world. It's more of what I would call the art market. It's like the art stock market. That's what I call it. And those are the things that people consider newsworthy. So those are the things that take up most of the news and most of the information out there when you're talking about the art world. The interesting thing about the art market is that it revolves around money and doesn't really revolve that much around the art. And it has a very small number of tastemakers. 
like less than 200 tastemakers that are basically controlling that entire market. So is that the art world? No. In my opinion, all that hype is something else completely. It is the art stock market. The art market is a marketplace of buyers and sellers trading in commodities, services, and in that is the work of art. The work of art in of itself becomes a commodity. It's not really being bought because of the art that it is or what it represents or what it even looks like. It is bought because of the perceived inflated value that it has. So people buy it. They don't put it on their wall. They basically store it somewhere until it goes up in value and in whichever way that the tastemakers make it go up in value and then they resell it at auction for profit. And basically that's like selling and buying commodities and stocks. What does that mean for us as artists is that we get that entire world mixed up with what the art world is. It's an activity that largely follows like the demand and limit of a private collection or museum. And you see that happen with Van Gogh's. You see that happen with Picasso's. You see a lot of pieces that are made to seem like they are rare. And when in fact, it's because a certain collector has collected several of them and is holding on to them, making it seem rare so that then when they sell them, they can sell them for a larger price. And the demands are limited to like private collectors, museums, and large corporate interest. And that's that's basically who you're dealing with when you're dealing in this art stock market where you're looking at these people sitting there with their paddles at these art auctions. It's It's a big parade of wealth. That is the thing to remember is that when you're watching any type of media that has to do with that side of the art market, that is not the art world. That is not a representation of the art world. It is about the commodities. It is not about the art. And in fact, it doesn't even represent the art world. It is maybe a point one percent of the art world. And yet it is what gets the most press because that's where you're dealing with large amounts of money. And when you look at that world, it's an exclusive club. There are hoops that you have to jump through in order to get into that world. And you're only dealing with a handful of artists, a handful of collectors, a handful of people that are tastemakers. It is a very small uh, playground for certain people in the art business that are really using it as a way to make money. And that makes things really confusing for artists out there that want to make a career in art because it it. It just it sets up standards that are unrealistic because it almost becomes a glorified machine that is unregulated, first off, which is why you're dealing with such high prices and, and high money amounts. And they're trading art as if they were signed baseball cards. And it's a place where embezzling and tax evasion happens and all kinds of other scandals and things like that that come out on the news. But people are fascinated by the hype. The hype that revolves around money, prices, auctions, art fairs, celebrities, well-known artists, secret backroom deals, mega collectors, and people who fancy themselves more important than the artists that produce the art. Does this mean that everyone in that small sliver of the art world is evil? No, absolutely not. 
There are plenty of artists, gallery, art critics, and people who really have an appreciation for art that try to navigate that system that has really gotten out of control with greed. Back in the 60s and 70s, the art world wasn't represented in that way. People with no money started galleries. People who never bought art before started buying art you know, for pretty low prices and start growing collection and artists that didn't have any money were the ones that were creating the art just out of found materials most of the time. So then what is the art world? To get to the answer, let me ask you a question. How many artists do you think there are in the world? Is it a few? Is it a hundred? Thousands? Millions? What makes a person an artist? Do they have to be in a gallery? Do they have to sell the art that they create? Do they have to be in the mainstream art world? Do they have to sell at auction? Do they have to do festivals? Should they have won awards? Do they have to abide by the labels? Insider, outsider, self-taught, mainstream, hobbyist, craftsman, starving artist. Are we including music artists in that? Is it anyone that has a passion to create something? Could that person be called an artist? How about the young artists in the world, the young kids out there that aspire to be artists, who have their crayon drawings hanging on the refrigerator? Are they artists? Does it have to sell for millions of dollars for you to be considered an artist? Do any of these answers mean that you have to jump through hoops to be called an artist? Do you really have to jump through hoops to be called an artist? Obviously, if you've read my book, you know that the rogue artist does not jump through hoops. You basically blaze your own trail and create your own path. But that's a pretty new concept that is gaining popularity. You don't need to compromise who you are as an artist in order to put your stuff out there. Because right now with the internet and with the way that media does work, a lot more artists are out there. And yet people still squabble and argue about what is real art and what is a real artist. I've actually had some people say, well, you can't just call yourself an artist. It's not like you could call yourself a doctor. And, you know, where do I start with that? First, doctor is an academic title, which means that you get it from advanced schooling, which means that you have to go to school to be a doctor. Second, the definition of artist is a person who produces paintings, drawings as a profession or hobby. And it also means a person who practices in any of the various creative arts, such as sculpture, novelist, poet, filmmaker, musician. The key word is practice. Art is an ongoing practice. Being an artist is being engaged in this practice. So how many artists are there in the art world? Now the answer will tell you more about your beliefs in what the art world is than it tells you about what the actual art world is. If you give a lower number, if you're like, there's not really that many real artists out there, then you're clinging to the old traditional model of the art world, the world of gatekeepers, where only a few hundred tastemakers set the agendas to which everyone else must adapt. Without conforming to the system, you will never travel beyond obscurity. That is the belief that has been the belief, and that is what has always been popular. You will starve as an artist. What's interesting is that over the ages, there have been many artists that have created a career and made money, made significant amounts of money 
while they were alive. There have been a few that did not do so well throughout their life, and obviously the most popular one being Van Gogh. Van Gogh had a hard time putting himself out there. He was great at creating art, but he had a hard time putting himself out there. And his art was so different to the art that was there at the time that with no story, nobody was going to look at it or buy it. They didn't understand what was going on. It wasn't until after his death, and a lot of people think this too, like you're going to be a starving artist and then after you die, your stuff will become popular. Well, it's not that simple. The reason that Van Gogh's pieces became popular wasn't because he died. The reason that Van Gogh's pieces became popular was because shortly thereafter, his brother, who was the person that represented him and his art, also died. And so his widow was left with this large collection of paintings. And she started lending them to museums, just putting them out there and showing them. But people weren't really attracted to the art because it was very different from what they considered good, right? Because in every generation, you get, you get people that tell you, this is, this is good art, this is bad art. And every individual has their own opinion of what is good and what is bad, right? And really, it doesn't mean that the art itself is bad or good. It just means that that person happens to like that art more than they like this other art. So how did Van Gogh start to become popular? Well, it was the moment that his letters got released. It was the moment that his story got out into the world. That is the moment that people started paying attention. That is the moment that there was more to the art than just sunflowers. There was a meaning behind it. And that's something that a lot of people have a hard time grasping, is that the art world is not this system that already exists and that is in place. Every single artist carries an art world within them. And you have the opportunity to invite people into your art world or not. There are so many artists out there that are trying desperately to be part of a system that already exists, to jump through all the hoops that they need to jump through in order to get to that place to be able to call themselves an artist. And here's the thing. I am not going to wait around for permission I am not going to wait around for validation to be called an artist. I'm going to create my art and I'm also going to share my story out there and create my own art world, my own following, my own collector base, my own like-minded people that find value in what it is that I do. In that system that's outside of you, this is where they say art is good, bad, ugly, popular, on trend. They tell you which artist to watch and why something has value. You're allowing other people to tell your story, getting people to talk. Whether you agree with it or not, you like the art or you don't like the art, the moment that beautiful thing called word of mouth travels around and people share it with one another, it becomes popular. News of large amounts of money attached to art in itself raises the value of the art. You can do it with anything. You could have a banana duct taped to a wall. And because of its popularity, because it got shared around, because it was something that people were talking about, immediately the value of that went up. The art world most of us hear about all the time plays into the very tiny percent of the actual art world. Some may use the singular word, the art world, to refer to the elite level of globalized fine art. But what's interesting about that is that they distinguish themselves as globalized. They're a worldwide art market, right? Globalized means that you're selling internationally to many people from around the world. 
So then how do the, the, the other artists that are outside of that system fit in? You know, I'm globalized because I sell to people all around the world. I have artwork that is hanging in about 25 or 30 countries. One of my favorite art critics, Jerry Saltz, uh, only because he is very self-aware and does not take himself all that seriously, was quoted as saying, uh, you know, people that do blogs and talk about the art world should stop continually reporting about auction news. They only matter to like 125 people and none of them are artists and have nothing to do with the inner life of art. And for some people, they get caught up in a definition of fine art. Well, you know, the, the elite art world is fine art and those pieces are art or that's considered a hobby or a craft, but that's fine art. Well, then let's look at the definition of fine art. Fine art is a creative art, especially visual art, whose products are to be appreciated primarily and solely under imaginative, aesthetic, or intellectual content. That's it. Although most of us think that the art world looks like this elite thing that is hard to attain, and most of it is completely unattainable, the art world actually looks more like a big encompassing circle that revolves around the entire planet. You are the artist, thus your art world is unique to you. You are either always chasing someone to give you permission to be an artist in a very tiny and exclusive club that doesn't value art beyond the dollar amount that they could make off of it, or you could be part of a bigger art world that values art. It may not get all the press, because me selling a painting last week for three or four hundred dollars is not newsworthy as selling it for a million dollars. That's because there are thousands of artists out there that are doing the same thing. It's not news. This fascinating world of selling art and showing our art and putting ourselves out there and creating pieces, that is amazing enough. But that is not newsworthy. Because there is no scandal, there is no big dollar amount, there is no thing that is going to catch someone's eye. You know, and here's the thing. For me, I don't give a shit how much a piece of art sold for. I think about the piece itself. What was the art? Why was it created? Who created it? That's what fascinates me. And yet we're all running around chasing a buck, comparing ourselves to million dollar arts of work that sell or thousand dollar arts of work that sell or tens of thousands of dollars and thinking that we're falling short because our artwork is not there yet. So in the end, I asked myself the question, what is the art world? I think it's all of it. The art world comprises everyone involved from people producing the art, commissioning the art presenting the art, preserving the art, promoting, chronicling, criticizing, buying, selling, anything that revolves around the creation of art is the art world. It is not an exclusive club. It is not something that you have to earn. It is something that you are a part of, that you make a choice to become a part of. If you are creating art, you are part of that art world. And you know, there's going to be a lot of people that are going to argue with me. And I will tell you right now that if you argue with me, it is because you are insecure about your place in the art world and think that you have to fight for it. You think that you have to prove yourself. You think that you have to be validated and you fought for that. And for someone to come around and tell you, no, you don't have to fight for it. You have to make an agreement with yourself to be part of that art world. That is infuriating. But the truth is, 
All you have to do is make an agreement. And if you want to call yourself an artist, then create art. That's as simple as that. At the end of the day, it's all just words. What is an artist? What is, what is the art world? So don't wait for someone to tell you what it is. Make it your own. And that's it. Those are my, my thoughts as of today on what the art world is. This is a subject that I constantly am thinking about and munching on as I'm reading art world news and having conversations with other amazing artists out there. So, and I'm curious to know, uh, what, how do you define the art world? What, what is your definition of the art world? And I want to give a special thanks to our amazing patrons, which have become part of an amazing rogue artist family. They're awesome. They're the reason that uh, we're able to do these podcasts and these videos. And for everyone listening, thank you so much for listening. You guys are absolutely amazing. I completely adore you. And if you like this and you want to listen to more like this, go ahead and click somewhere around here to subscribe. And that's it. I'm off. Adios.